0: Up next on the Common Free Podcast in partnership with our friends at the World Happiness Festival, best-selling author of Speaking with Spirit, Agapi Stasinopoulos.
1: And what we can do here is love each other. We don't have to have a war to feel that love awakening. So simple and so powerful.
0: You're listening to the Calm and Free Podcast with your host, Pooja Model. In this podcast, we deliver timeless wisdom to help you calmly pursue your greatest self and a life of meaning in an ever changing, fast paced world. Welcome to the Calm and Free Podcast. Agape Sassanopoulos is a best-selling author of the new book, Speaking with Spirit. Her previous books include Wake Up to the Joy of You and Unbinding the Heart. In this latest book, Agape encourages all of us to tap into the power of prayer to help us manage our minds and find the calm, tranquility, and rootedness we need to flourish in a fast-shifting world. It was a great pleasure to have this dear friend on the podcast again. We talk about the general need for people to travel inward as opposed to seeking happiness from the external world. If you've been enjoying these episodes, please text or email today's episode to a friend and tell them to subscribe so we can continue to share these insights with many more people. We're honored to bring you this episode in collaboration with our friends at the World Happiness Fest. Taking place from March 17th through 22nd, where you will be joined by thousands of others who are realizing the future of happiness. Visit their website at happinessfest.world. Without further ado, Agape Stasinopoulos. Agape, I wanted to say, you know, the beginning of this book touched me a lot. The, the, introductory pages apart from all the beautiful chapters and the prayers you talking initially about ego about self-worth about going inside that to me was really resonant so yes. if you don't mind I also want to read from those pages Please, too
1: anything. I love having my book read to me okay <laughs> it, it, no it's it's
0: cathartic almost
1: you know, it's um, so inter- thank you so much for saying that because I cannot tell you this. The preface had twelve drafts. Twelve wow. drafts. Yeah, and that's and probably not even. I enough. I like I lot, prayed but... so much to crystallize and make it so palpable for people and make it uh, alive and so that it's not um, theory, you know, and and bring yes. it to. very human, human level of my life.
0: Yes, yes. And I think I wrote you in an email, your honesty is brave. Because I think in this day and age, so many people feel like scientific studies and textbooks and some form of truth in that sense, is paramount or supersedes spirit. Yes. And you exactly. continue to prove and show to us that they can live together. Yes. And it seems like in this world, and we talked about it when we last met in person, that it's moving so quickly. The world order seems to be shifting at lightning speed. Yes. Technologically, exactly. socioeconomically. Politically, culturally, everything is shifting. Yes. Yet, how can our mind and our emotions keep up? And it seems as though, at least to me, we are are all living from anxiety and from ego Mm -hmm. as opposed to calm. Yes. What drives us every day is anxiousness, restlessness, ego, as opposed to a calm, uh, peaceful place.
1: I would say, Um, Even beyond ego, I I would say the human condition, because I don't want to give ego a bad rap. I mean, ego struggles to maintain itself and to maintain us. And ego can be so uh, valuable in a way because it gets you up in the morning and gets you going, you know, and if uh, people who have a very low ego Uh, start to doubt themselves and start to feel untrusting and so I would say the human condition in its element in its birth uh, in its uh, humanity we have fear anxiety uh, and a a sense of uh, the uncertainty of our lives it can be overwhelming so what we are looking for is can we reverse that or can we give the brain and the heart and the consciousness another direction? So it would be like uh, if you imagine uh, two platforms, uh, two trains, and that one track is the worry, the fear, the uncertainty, the feelings of lack, the insecurities, then not good enough which is the humanness. And then on the other track, you have the trust, the knowing, the inner support, the confidence, the authority, the mental dominion, the connection to the source, the knowing that you're not alone in partnership with the divine, in partnership with God. And then in between the two trains, there is a platform. And that platform, that bridge is to me, the prayer, How do you shift from here to there? And the prayer does is walk you through the platform to get to the other train. Yes. And you are now on the right track. And then because of the nature of the rumination and the habit, we go back to the other train. Ideally, it would be really nice to destroy the tracks of the other train. So the other train doesn't exist. And maybe even, uh, reverse that so that we are always on the train, but it doesn't happen. It's just life will keep bringing us experiences that make us jump to the other train.
0: Yes. And of course, this has been a part of human existence for time immemorial. And we've used practices, contemplative practices. Um, and now there's a new burgeoning area called contemplative sciences that, that we're looking at. And prayer is one of those, one of those modalities beautiful modalities that can anchor us in an unmoored world. And I would love for you to, and I think this is one of the questions that that Lauren uh, emailed as well, explain to people who might not realize that prayer can be secular.
1: Well, prayer, um, unfortunately, has gotten a bad rap because it's associated with religion. And uh, Religion is uh, segregated, it just it makes us feel separate. So that you are Hindu and I'm Christian and he's Catholic and she's Buddhist and uh, and, and she is uh, Jewish. And so we feel separate because in the name of God, we have separated ourselves. And prayer is completely associated with religion. So when you say, let us pray, to people, they immediately might um, tighten up and go in contraction. Like, who are you praying to? Are yeah. you praying to Jesus? Because I don't I don't believe in Jesus. I, or are you praying to Buddha? Or are you uh, praying to Krishna? Um, so immediately, the, the humanity goes into contraction. I mean, unless you are uh, one of those people that has embraced prayer in their lives, as a way to awaken the spirit. So what I wanted to do with this book is give people a template of uh, seeing yourself as the beloved, seeing the beloved in you as the mystic poets, Rumi, Hafiz, Kabir, call, whom I adore, uh, the beloved, the divine. And that mystery of the spirit is what I wanted to awaken in a very human way. And and bring that spirit, bring that God. And let me just define God. Anything you think of that is larger than yourself, if you want to call it the universe, the source, God, um, the, the higher power, the higher wisdom, the big blob in the sky, God is a consciousness. That's what I call So to bring that consciousness of the spirituality of the divine of who we really are part of into our everyday life into every action so that if you are going to work and you're going to be feeling anxious about a certain meeting or if you are um having an argument with uh, your significant other or if you're having a challenge your children or if you're having challenge financially i mean the Endless challenges we have every day, or even if you're just having an off day, or if you wake up and you're feeling out of sorts, can you at that time can you moment, uh go into prayer? Which really basically let me just spell it out: it's an invitation, it's like inviting the higher spirit, the higher consciousness to come and visit you. To awaken in you, and you, the humanness, is the hostess, the host, and you go. I'm going to in- open my door. Please come in, because the spirit won't come in with closed doors. Won't bang down the door and says, "You need to talk to me." <laughs> the you know, spirit is not a. He's not going to crash. It is. It is not going to crash your party. You have to invite them in. Once you invite them in, you might start to feel that slight shift. So it is so palpable when you feel the shift from the mental state of anxiety, let's say, and and what does it take? It takes, and I spell it out in the book, uh, it takes quietness, it takes a moment of listening, because listen, if you are going to be in your devices looking at your, your... text or your next email or your news that are horrific at the moment and and then you say well i'm going to pray maybe you need to put this away and maybe you need to really go into a quiet space till you practice that that deeper sense beyond your breath as kabir says what is god the breath beyond the breath and to know that this being is alive and well, and you are stepping into it and you are claiming it and you're saying, I claim this as my own. I don't need a priest. I need a conduit. I don't need an in-between person. I don't need to be in a temple, in a church. I need to be where I am exactly, unadorned, and go into that silence. Say, I ask, for the light of the spirit that lives in me. And right now I'm being faced with this challenge and you name it. And as you name it, you bring it to the table. I'm faced with this challenge of my sadness, of feeling, of feeling excluded of feeling not important enough. I have another chapter in the book, The Importance of Not Feeling Important Enough, mm-hmm. of feeling like I'm living on automatic, feeling stuck with my creativity, having this argument with my kid, my kid walked out on me, of my parents um, being older and I have to put my mother out of home and that's devastating to me. But right now, right now, I ask that I return to my breath, to my silence. And I ask that I may receive the guidance, the confidence that I'm not alone, the inspiration, and awaken the spirit in me, the joy in me, the wisdom in me, my soulfulness, that in this situation, there is peace and there is balance. And there is a way to find a golden mean. Please assist me to see mm. it. And then you basically shut up and you listen and you hold and some part gets anxious again and you hold and you hold and you learn to hold. And then you go about feeling you're walking hand in hand with your beloved.
0: Yes. Agapi, it's very, very beautiful just to watch you really practice this, even as we're talking here. And what I think we both are hoping to do in our separate ways is to allow people the opportunity to go inside. Our world, and you talk about it so much in this book, is mainly about externalities, is about doings, what is happening through the lens of our outside, as opposed to what is happening inside. And it really is yes. a crisis of the moment, the crisis of turning outward instead of inward.
1: Yes. And
0: prayer is this ability for us to go inward. And I want to read that quote from St. Augustine in your book, people travel to wonder at the height of the mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the vast compass of the ocean. And yet they pass by themselves without wondering. Mm -hmm, This idea that we are looking for the purple pill, we're looking Mm -hmm. for other people, friends, colleagues, we're looking to books, we're looking to anything that we feel is tangible in the outside world to heal us, to even help us thrive. Yes. But we haven't been thought, taught that all of that comes from within. And this is what right. I'm getting from your book and from all of your teachings and continually understanding that it's inside that is where we must travel we've for happiness, comp- for contentment, for calm.
1: Yes, yes. And, we, you know, we've lost the compass, the compass that says go to the left, go to the right, keep on north, go to the, you know, like the, the compass guides us and we've lost that inner compass. And I feel very much like you said, you know, the outer pulls us so much and it's a practice. And, you know, a lot of people that you and I know um, are one amazing people who meditate and they teach mindfulness and they practice mindfulness and, they might practice, um, you know, their yoga practices, or I know you are, are, you love nature and how you love connecting with nature. And that's that's your way of connecting with your spirit. You're very right. And, and it's so beautiful. So whatever, whatever does it for each one of us, we have to give ourselves permission to say, that is my form of prayer. So it doesn't have to be, you know, um, in devotion going to the church or to the temple or it can be anywhere at any time. And, and eventually it's almost like uh, you, you start to feel that you are a, it, you, this spirit takes over you. You know, this is what happened to me in writing this book. I was during the pandemic and uh I was very unhappy with the lockdown and not being able to see my friends and socialize and do my events and in writing this book, I was really giving myself the tools uh, to awaken to a deeper part of myself. That was extraordinary. And so I wrote it out of that place of hurt and out of that place of uh, uh, feeling, of, will this ever end? Yes. And then in the midst of all that, I had to be creative.
0: You also talk about self-worth, and in talking about going to the outside world, a lot of us still look for our validity and our self-worth, measure that with the external world. And I want to read t- in your in introduction, if I may, about self-worth and prayer. It takes a sense of worthiness to believe that you are deserving of this awesome connection. So many of us move through our lives feeling unworthy. We believe that in order to claim our power, we need to prove our value, but that's the greatest trap of the human condition. We are looking for answers all around us, and can't see that the beloved resides within us. So few among us are ever taught this reality. That is so powerful. This word you say, trap, it truly is. Yes. And without being aware that we are trapped, yes. many of us live like that exactly. and trapped for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, and, and we think, and I, you know what is the greatest, the greatest trap is to think that we are alone. this life alone
0: Uh, and
1: that there is no guidance there is no support and i call it um, you know so funny because originally my book title was going to be the soul of prayer your invisible support system yeah and i love that your invisible support system you know we cannot see our souls we cannot see consciousness but feel it And uh, what I'm asking people through this book and through this awareness of the prayers is to literally keep it by your bedside and make a practice to just open it up at any time in the morning, at night, you know, and to just start uh, reigniting the wheels of asking and listening, because asking, listen, let's say, a girlfriend uh, of Ariana's at dinner at our home and she of, she had lost her a journalist and uh, her boyfriend left her after seven years and uh, she was having a hard time with her mother and Ariana said to me why don't you go and, and talk to her so I went to her and I said Jessica why don't we pray pray, you know, I know you're having a hard time. And she said to me, who do you, who should we pray to? And it's like, I'm sure a lot of people might ask you that. Who do you pray to? What God do you pray to? And I said, well, let's pray to the 36 trillion cells that are making you right. Beautiful answer. That's it. I mean, this, this, I mean, I don't know what God to pray. It's not, it's the life force. It's your life that is for you because it's breathing you. It's expanding you. It's, so let us pray to that. And so how do we pray for others? I, I have a whole chapter in the book, The Power of Praying for Others. How do you pray for others? You evoke your goodness, your love, your heart. Ultimately, prayer and connection to the spirit is your your love. Yes. I mean, Puja, you're a mother with these adorable children. And if you are ever... Having a, a hard time with someone or something. And I said to you, Puja, go into your heart and think of your children. How much you love your children. Your heart is going to go as big as the so do uh, So I'm asking people to go into their heart and, and find that place. If you're a mother, you're a mother and you have your children. Uh, if you're a father and you have your, your children, you might be awakened through that. What do you love? Uh, and if you don't have children and you never been married and you never had children, that's okay. Can you find something that you love? Is it yourself? Is it a person? Is it, um, is it an, a, a, something in the universe that evokes that love, that heart? And you say, Oh my God, my heart is going to explode when I'm with this person. And that love when it's awakened, it's the
0: healer.
1: So if I go to you and, and with, I bring that love, like if you brought that love, let's say to a student of yours or somebody who is struggling from another country who feels disconnected right now, the people who are feeling so afraid uh, and, and so devastated with what's happening, there is one thing everybody can do, which is pray, hold each other's hands, Give them clothes, shelter them, but love them, love them, love them so much that the fear um, disperses. And what we can do here is love each other. We don't have to have a war to feel that love awakening, and um, it's so powerful. It is so so simple and so powerful, and mm-hmm. and to be reminded that we are all extremely vulnerable and we're all extremely human
0: yes so this is
1: just another uh, tool in our toolbox these prayers i put my own words but i encourage people write down your own prayers write them down let your heart speak and you'll be moved by your own truth by your own Um, incredible uh, openness and you, and you can go, Oh my God, there's so much in here. I, and I, and you'll go, Oh my God, I've been judging myself as not good enough. I mean, I'm, I'm the jewel of the universe.
0: I love it. We talked a little bit about how ego helps us. There are also instances of course, and you've written about it many times in the book, where ego can set us back with the negative self-talk, with the chatter, with the monkey mind that we all live with, the 60,000 thoughts (laughs) that go through our heads every day. 95% or so are useless. And negative. I know. And I want to read another passage where you talk about going beyond the ego. And we really need to do that in order to connect with our deeper selves and a lot of people talk about it as going beyond thought going beyond the intellect you say i never think of god as a being i think of god as a state of being to enter that state we have to dare to go beyond our limited sense of ourselves our minds our emotions and our finite perspectives prayer is the bridge This practice gives us the foundation to go about our lives in a state of attunement, alignment, and greater clarity. You also go on to talk about ego in this way. You say, in prayer, you begin moving beyond the confines of the self that is preoccupied with so many things. Whoever you think you are, you are not. Because our thinking is finite, we cannot conceive with our minds the soul of who we are, which is infinite. The power in the process of prayer is that you go beyond your thoughts and your restricted mind, and you start to touch upon the reality of who you really are. And it, very powerful words, all of that. And I've talked before to people about living in a society where we so value academics and this idea that everything can be solved through logic, through reasoning, through the intellect. Yes. We yes. are brought up to believe that in our education system, in right. our workforce, you are here saying, go beyond mm-hmm. to really be able to reach your full potential, to be able to thrive.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's to such a profound to, message. Uh, you know, Buddha is to be able it's more like um, the awakening of our own soul because, uh, and and that's something that, you know, you can really like reading books about water and reading how water is is made, as opposed to taking a glass of water and drinking it. That will quench my thirst. And I can read and do a whole um, seminar, PhD on water, yeah. but that won't quench my thirst. So it's really like what quenches your thirst. It's like somebody, um, you know, reading poems about love or feeling their love for you, or you feeling love, your love for them. And if you love, um, you if you, Gabi, my name means unconditional love. Yes. And, um, and that, I feel that's what I was, that was my destiny. My path was to really discover what that meant. That unconditionality is just the sweetest, first of all, with yourself yeah, to open up to your heart, to take you in. You know, I have this poem here that says coming home, which is like, how do you, how do you move in with yourself? Move in. It's when myself, invited me and say move in with me and most people are walking around disconnected from their bodies disconnected from themselves and they go i feel lonely i'm with so many people or i'm studying or i have degrees or maybe i made a lot of money but there is a sense of unfulfillment and that comes because the true fulfillment is that deep connection with ourselves all of ourselves you know the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, it's not like, okay, uh, I'm a spiritual being therefore I now must act and be a certain way. And yet some of the most joyful and enlivening moments in my life. And I'm sure in yours is when I, when I had dinner with friends in Greece, when I went up dancing spontaneously, when you sing, when you dance, when you eat, I mean, that is the celebration of life. So, I, I say, when you go to meditate, before you meditate, um, Ravi Shankar, was it Ravi Shankar that said these three things? Mm-hmm. I say, here's what I would do. I would say, open my heart so that I may know you in, that you live inside of me, you as my spirit. Open my eyes so I may see the beauty of my soul, open my my thoughts so I may think that as the divine thinks, illuminate me. And then you lean back and you go to the mind and the ego and the emotions. And you shoot them. And you go into the utter silence, into that moment and asking for something bigger to be revealed to you. And that, my dear Puja, there are no words how that happens. I I know that the times that I've asked, the curtain is lifted and I see beyond this reality. But I know that each person has their own timing and grace comes at unexpectedly like you know when I had my spiritual awakening I was 23 and I was searching I didn't know I was praying but you see our souls really praying for us so we might be disconnected from our souls but our souls are calling us so prayer is really going oh I hear you. I hear you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming like your lover, you know, and having that sacred time. And and let me tell you, as uh, I, I, my sister is so funny, whenever I have a hard time, she says to me, read your book, (laughs) read your prayers, because I, I myself practicing these things as we speak.
0: Yes. We all are. I mean, I'm not
1: like saying, oh, I wrote this book and now, you know, I know. And I'm going, Agapi, pray. You pray? You know, um, it's just incredible how we are all constantly tested. This human level is so um, challenging to become who you are and to own who you are and to connect. It's very challenging. I
0: find it It challenging. It is. And we talk about getting through crises, and and one such one is the Ukrainian crisis that we're involved in right now. However, there is so much to say about flourishing. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the the ancient Greeks talked about the good life and how we can reach our full human potential. Maslow's hierarchy speaks to that. I see that so much in you, Agapi, is not only dealing with the downs, but being able to fulfill the true Agapi potential that is you, the fearlessness, the being able to reach the greatest heights of your life and who you are. And you, I want to make that clear oh. that this is not about angst, and and worry as much as it is about reaching the pinnacle of your human potential. And that's what prayer can do as well. Yes. And you said this, this practice gives us the foundation to go about our lives in a state of attunement, alignment, and greater clarity. We start to experience ourselves in a steadier, calmer, and more elevated state of being. We feel grounded in our spirit and at home in our bodies on this earth. We feel safe to take risks, to ask for what we want and need and to reach out. We stop living in fear, judgment, separation, and worry. We become fully present in our lives. And the idea here is prayer can unleash our greatness, our personal greatness. It's and, and such an well, uh, yes. also important part of this discussion.
1: Yes, and, and it's, that's why, you know, I separated the book in these different sections like uh, living, creating, becoming, overcoming, because we're always overcoming something and loving so that every aspect of your life uh, is a significant. uh, It's not like, well, um, I'll, I'll be happy when this is over or I'll pray when this is I'll pray later. Right now, right now I'm handling this. No, right now, bring in the partner of the divine. Um, you know, and, and things like, you know, you're bigger than your fear. That are you being discouraged? Finding your wisdom in your disappointment. So that every challenge and every experience can be crowned with the victory of your, of your wisdom. This is what I gained. This is what I understood. I got more patient. I got more uh, supportive of myself. I felt, God, I could ask for help and get it. And I'm worthy of asking for help. And I felt when people say, no, it's not that they're being rejected. And I felt that I can own me and find me and oh, and, and, and stop judging the hell out of myself. <laughs> and And see what's underneath. You know, like I write my prayers. I still, you know, as, as much as I've written this book uh, and people have said to me, keep this book by their bedside and they open it at night or they open it in the morning and so they say it inspires them to write their own words because I gave the words as a template. Okay, if you don't, every human heart has deep prayers. I'm sure you have prayers for your children and your parents and your wonderful husband and your work and to bring more of Puja's gifts and, and, and how you want to help other women. So there is deep prayers in you. Imagine if you took all these prayers and put them down in words. It will be pages. It will be volumes, I promise you, because we are rich inside. And so I encourage you, read the prayers, but then write prayers. Give a journal. And write in the morning and write at night. And let it come out of you because what's not expressed and becomes disappointment, depression, and sadness, and not good enough. We must give ourselves permission to express the unexpressed in us.
0: Yes, that's beautifully said, Agapi. And how many of us keep everything inside?
1: Yeah, and you know, I know uh, most people that I talk to, they want to make a contribution to other people's lives. Most yeah. people say, I don't feel um I I'm making anything ever because it's just about me. And that's not fulfilling, but I'm I'm helping this for my children or for my students. So uh, I'm helping my, I'm making a difference in other people's lives. That's the fulfillment. Yes. And, and you can make a difference just who you are. You don't have to wait till you. Uh, accomplish something and then you'll make a difference you're making a difference just by you be be the best version of
0: you beautifully said and there and you touched on this as well in our culture we tend to believe that happiness will come soon in the future when i become this
1: yes when my
0: title becomes this when I sell this company, when I get the next round of funding, when I when become the man of my life, when I meet when the man of my life, when when I have children, I have children, and we're constantly yes. yes, yes, in the future. And since we don't have that much time left, I'd love to ask you, what's oh, your stage of life? So many of us, when we're in our twenties or when our, we're in our thirties, we believe success is X success yeah. is, um, changing though. We, and we also become wise as you are, I look to you so much for, for that beautiful wisdom at this stage, how would you define happiness for you?
1: Well, I, I it's feel, uh, you know, this book gave me tremendous, because I wasn't really expecting to write a book about prayer. And so it was given to me and it, it was given to me so beautifully and spontaneously by praying with another about her book many, a few years ago. And the spirit came in and blessed them. I could feel like my God it was a thing that happened. And I went, wow. I've been praying in my life and calling in the light and in my spiritual practices, but I'm gonna tell the world don't do anything without prayer. Don't start your day without prayer and demystify prayer. Take it off the pedestal into your fingertips. Make it your friend. Make it realize that it is, as I as I say, your password to your inner Wi-Fi. So make it that. And I wanted to give it. And so I sat down and I wrote this book during the pandemic when I was going through a hard time and I had to rekindle my enthusiasm because many days, you know, I would wake up and going, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to write. I can't believe I have to write and I have nothing to say. I said it all and and then I would rewrite and rewrite and dictate and walk up and down the hill and, and call forward the energy and call it forward and my greatest happiness was that I would call it and it would come, you know, you know, that movie, if you build it, they will come the uh, um, field of dreams. I think it's called with Kevin Costner
0: mm-hmm.
1: about, Oh my God, you have to watch it, it with yeah. Kevin. It's called field of dreams. Oh yes. Oh yeah. With Kevin Ladies. Costner. Yeah. Is it field of dreams?
0: I think Something.
1: the, the, ba- the basketball, baseball. The, ba- the baseball. Yeah. And, and the guy said, and he sees the, this land, and he says, "If you build it, they'll come." What a great line! And so, oh, for me, it was like, "If you ask, it will come." It would come, and the words, you know, and the prayers would be channeled through me. I mean, when I'm saying "channeled," is where you, you, you step behind. You, you step. You put yourself apart. You go beyond yourself. You let go of yourself, your ego, whatever you call it. You. So, and you say, yes. It's not about me, it's yes. about this other thing coming through me. And that's my happiness. That is my absolute, 100% happiness. That, And I know, and when I would speak uh, many, many times, because before the pandemic, I would do many, many events to thousands of people. And every time I went before the stage, I would say, it's you and me, Lord. This is for you. And I never thought this was for the audience. I never thought what they're gonna think of me. I never thought, what if they don't like me? Because it was my offering of my life, of my gift to, to God. And I I cannot tell you what bliss that was, because. I would find that people would come to me and say, Oh my God, you spoke straight in my heart. Or, or I, I felt when you were speaking, something else happened. And I in me over and over again. And I would hug hug hundreds of people afterwards and sign my books to them. And, and I went home and I said, I am so happy. I'm so fulfilled. (laughs) And, you know, I, as a woman, as a Greek woman, you know, I am not married. I don't have children. And you could say, oh, you know, I have been, uh, you know, you can look at someone and say, oh, you're just single. You know, people say, are you just single? <laughs> you say, yes. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> I'm saying for all my single friends out there, if you are single, enjoy, because it's it's wonderful. You You can have amazing life without being a woman and not being a mother and being a woman and not being married. You can be extremely happy. We have to find it.
0: Yes. Agapi, I continue to tell you, and I mean it from the bottom. You are an embodiment to me of spiritual genius, spiritual oh. intelligence, and it truly comes from fearlessness and from Courage, bravery, for, for you to be able to connect so deeply with yourself, and then be able and to take share risks. with I've the world. I've taken
1: risks, like like I said, you know, I had my spiritual experience when I was younger, and my awakening. But then it was, it wasn't, and she lived happily ever after. It was like leaps of faith, leaps of faith, times of no money, times where the relationship didn't work out, times where people said no. I was raising money, lips of faith, lips of faith to get overcome, overcome, yes. hoops and, and and, yes. and, 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 and what do you call it? Over the fence, over okay. the fence. And then suddenly the fields open up. And you, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. I'm here. And, and, and when you say that, you go, yeah, but look what you do to get you here.
0: Yes. Beautiful. Agape, thank you so, so much. <laughs> For being Pooja, with us today,
1: I love you. I love, I love you, you for cute. shining such a light. I, I my prayer for you. Can I say my prayer for you? I love it. Is to see your amazing beauty, your beauty, the beauty of your soul is so exquisite. I see it. I I I pray that you will know it deeply and own it.
0: You can learn more about Agapi by visiting her website. Wake up to the joy of and on her social channels at agapi In partnership with our friends at the World Happiness Festival, we'd like you to consider being part of a global community of leaders, institutions and individuals working to realize 10 billion happy people by the year 2050.
1: What are the barriers to happiness?
0: How do we heal? How do we maximize our potential? How do we remember who we are? How can we be of service to the world? Join the World Happiness Fest, the largest forum of happiness and well being in the world. Visit us at www.worldhappiness.foundation. We are realizing a world with freedom, consciousness, and happiness for all. Wishing all of you a great week ahead. Next up, we will be talking to tech executive and former mayor of East Palo Alto, California, Regina Wallace-Jones. If you love episodes like this one and want to learn more about how to find calm in your life and the freedom to be your best, join my newsletter over on LinkedIn at our website, commonfreepodcast.com, or via our social channels. Thanks as always to Charlene at GoTo Productions and Jessica Pattian for art design. And please email or text this episode to someone you love.